An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Kids, it's episode 424 <laughs> of an elegant weapon. Yes. Returning to the show, uh, old, old, long time friend. Yes, kids, it's the Dirkalicious one himself, Mr. Dirk Manning. Welcome back, my friend. Brother, it's good to see you. And let's get this out of the way before we get to like the business stuff. It's been so good just catching up for 40 minutes before we Isn't even start it? recording. <laughs> it's nice, man. Well, I've been doing that a lot lately, I realize, because, you know, I've been rehooking up with people I haven't chatted to in a while, and there's so right. much catch-up to do that I'm these days I've been like, leave a little extra time for us to play yes. that catch-up, you know? We, we've all been busy, you know, and now we're all gearing up for 2023, you know. Uh, <laughs> this word has been so overused, and I don't want people to turn up since they hear me say this, but the new normal. You know, right. the new normal, you know, the, it's symbolic. We're starting a new year. We're moving into the next cycle, mm-hmm. you know, of things. So it's been good to catch up. And it's also really good to look ahead to what's going on. And Well, I think it's an interesting yeah. time where people are really, really, you know, coming into a place where they've got to look forward. And especially yes. coming out of this season, which I know everywhere, because we were all huddled up for a few years and now we're all back reengaged. Of course, everybody's getting sicker than they've ever been. Like yeah. the amount of just general flus and sickness that are, you know, sweeping across both our nations is insane. Yeah, no, right? it's, it, it's no joke. And, and you know, um, yeah, there, there's just a lot. I think psychologically people tend to forget how much we are still dealing with Yeah, as we move forward professionally. Absolutely. And when you look at the state of the comic book industry, and I, again, I know we talked about this a bit earlier, just you and I catching up, but as we're entering 2023, there's still a lot of turmoil, but out of that turmoil comes some really interesting opportunities. And I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to be cliche. 23 is going to be rough in a lot of ways, I think. But I also think 23 is going to be amazing in a lot of ways. I agree. I think I it's going to be in a, my heart. In I think it's going to be a breakdown, man. I think a lot yeah. of the things that have been slowly coming to a head that don't fit in this new world or this new normal are going to crumble. And yeah. we're going we're to, seeing it. you know, and I think, yeah, people are going to fight hard to like, you know, find the new ways around things, especially right now. I mean, not to like jump into something super topical right away, but the whole AI thing that's happening yeah. is is just another huge wave of change that we've got to deal with and somehow figure out how to navigate right i'm going to say something that's going to make a lot of people upset oh no (laughs) first off let me say this ai art is theft full stop right full stop there's no exander butts right if you have ever illegally downloaded music or a comic check how much you're complaining Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, and, and, and again, I, people can jump on me and, and blah, blah, blah. But I, how, I'm not justifying it all, but it, it is theft. But you know what? It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Oh, right. okay. When you steal music or you download comics illegally, but now suddenly that now they, now the fact that they can download the art that you've been posting for years too and right. repurpose it, you know, 
now it's a tragedy. Now it's a hard to see. In a yeah, How, that's you know. a, it's another good point you make to an incredibly layered situation. Like, yes. of course, everybody is straight up trying to, you know, protect the ways of humanity by, you know, being anti AI art, which is absolutely true, especially when it's set up in the model that it is where yes. it uses yes. other people's art. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it comes down to like, I can't just stand there and say, hey, Alexa, play whatever, and then claim that I'm a musician. Do you know, like it's right. and and I get it because especially when the digital, even when digital art came around, there were, you know, mm -hmm. there was a, there was a difficulty there for just people who started to want it, wanting to use Cintiqs and shit for fucks. Well, and there was right? a backlash and then people find out that you have masters like Brian Bolland who like, no, I've been using cintiqs and wacom tablets for years right like, what yeah Mullen's a master like wait what so again i am not at all defending the use of ai art in any professional capacity for people trying to do this and and i think that creators concerns are real i think artist alleys this coming year i think promoters are going to have to take a very hard line on this because we already see swipe which i think they have i've been seeing a lot of them they, okay being, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, you know, I'm not back on the road till March, but here's the thing. I go to shows and there's still certain people I see at multiple shows that have like 15 different art styles at their booth, at their, their, at their, at their well, that is a booth, right. at their booth. And it's like, I know some of the people who made these things that you can just put a layer on right. and are selling a print of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think convention promoters have really a certain amount of soul searching to do about what are they going to do about this? Well, I know that fan expo and knowing the artist alley coordinator personally enough to have had a few interesting conversations is that, uh, you know, they're taking that line and, you know, good, good, good on fan expo good. for, yes, you know, absolutely. for trying to protect the human, <laughs> but I think it's an even bigger, like, I don't want to go on this too long, but I think it's, the, the silly thing to me is that we're concentrating on its effect on art when there is a much bigger question that we need to be asking and talking about. I mean, this AI, I've seen it spit out entire essays in three seconds Yeah, that, yeah. you know, yeah. will get kids through university. Like there's a lot bigger, more morally ethical questions we need to be worrying about than, you know, the art getting ripped off right now. Like not, not to belittle the, the artist situation, but th yeah. this shit is so much bigger and crazier than we're like, obviously we're concentrating on the community that we're in and how that affects right. that community. But AI, even on the bigger scale of how this is going to affect humanity itself in the next year yeah. is going to be enormous. And yeah. You know, it's going to be another one of those balances that I'm sure we'll have many more discussions about. But I don't want to get into it with you because you've got too much exciting shit that I want to talk about right now. Coming off right. the heels. We could, we, could, we could talk about this for an hour easily, right? Well, dude, it's been such an exciting time, especially during like kind of the past half of the the last half of the pandemic when things really got started, started rolling for you uh, with butts and seats, man. Like, yeah. you know, haunted high ends. Yeah. Banger rode you into this pandemic, coming out of it, butts and seats, you know, leading, of course, to another opportunity to do the same, this time with Arn fucking Anderson. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and not only having that incredible experience, but for dragging our boy Sean Daly along with you for the ride. 
Oh my gosh. I, I, I've waited so long to work with Sean on a long form book as well as Colm Griffin after working with them for the first time on butts and seats. But I think you and I talked privately over the years. I'm like, I got to find the right thing for, for Sean and I to work together. That's always the number one thing for me is who's the right artist for the right project. Sure. My desire to work with Sean or Colm or Austin McKinley or, you know, Sally Scott, right. Or Mariana, any of these people. I don't, you know, Les Garner or anybody, I don't work with them for the sake of working with them. I wait to find the right project for them. Mm-hmm. In the case of Arn Anderson, bringing in Sean Daly to do half of the Arn Anderson book with Colm Griffin doing the other half, to me was just like, oh, finally <laughs> it's here. Right, right. Finally it's here. And Did you uh, know he was such a wrestling fan already? I, I did not. We originally spoke. This just shows the long gestation of these things. It was, I want to say, two New Yorks ago, two New York Comic Cons ago, that we spoke because Bob Sally was next to me and Bob and Sean worked together a lot, you know, on the older stuff. Oh, yeah. And and I was talking to Sean and we was talking and he mentioned uh, I he he ended up doing a pinup. For the hardcover edition of Butts and Seats, it's only in the hardcover. He did the inlay art. And then I found out that he's a huge wrestling fan. I was like, oh, as well, you know, there's talk of this Arn Anderson thing. Then Sean goes, best spine buster in the business. I, <laughs> I go, ah, I see. <laughs> right. And we started talking. Do you and, have the other half of this amulet? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> You know, so what ended up happening was I knew going into the Arn Anderson book that I didn't want this to be butts and seats 2.0, but I also knew that I want to take a similar approach. So what I did was the way that uh, Arn Anderson, my life is the enforcer set up half of uh, approximately half of the book is modern, well, a little less than that maybe is modern day Arn talking. So you start with modern day Arn illustrated by Sean Daly. But then when he goes into these extended flashback sequences, talking about his life, Colm Griffin does that stuff. Then we come back to modern Arn again. Right. We go to Colm, we go to Arn, you know. And yeah. So it kind of weaves through. Cool. So you got these two very diametric art styles because Colm is very, he does likenesses very realistically, while Sean is much more, and maybe this is the wrong term, but impressionistic. He has a very specific style, you know. And I wanted to volley that, but but it's perfect for for Arn. Arn's right. this big, blocky dude, right? You know, he can still break you and I and have a, a pixie stick in a second. So once we got to what the impression of Arn by Sean that Arn was good with, and then parlaying that to Holmes' very almost photorealistic in a way st- illustrated style. You get that perfect blend, but they complement each other. That's so good. then as you That's weave important. through yeah. this whole book, it's just, I, I, I've been telling people, I've been screaming to people. It's like, you are not prepared for how gorgeous this book is. Right. You know, it's it, it's a gorgeous book and it's an incredible story. Um, well, he's had a hell of a life, went, right? <laughs> yeah, the Kickstarter. Well, again, we did, you know, about 35 grand on the Kickstarter again, which is no joke. You know, Well, your Kickstarters are never a fucking joke, man. Like it's Thank not even you. worth talking about them because they're always such a fucking banger. I'm more interested at this moment in how did that come about? Did you think to yourself, okay, who's next? Did, did Tony Schiavone be like, you know, you should do Arn? 
Like, how did that even come about? No, um, Mike Dawkins, who his online uh, moniker, they call him the gimmick attorney. He's a buddy of mine. He's an attorney who works with a lot of professional wrestlers and he helps them trademark their gimmicks, their names, their things like that. Right. Because, you know, oftentimes in wrestling, like if I went to WWE, mm. they usually don't let you keep your name. Right. They rebrand you. So they own that. Form. Hence fake diesels and fake razors. All this stuff. Right. Right. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So Mike was obviously buddies with Tony and he made, we, it's well documented. I'll yell, bring that Tony Schmine deal together. Well, Arn and Tony are buddies, longtime friends. And Arn kind of half goofing, but half not was like, well, hey, what about my comic book? Do I get one? I had no intention of necessarily doing another wrestling book, which I know might shock a lot of people because like, oh, you just did 135 grand on Tony Schiavone, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I did. It was and, and during the pandemic, giving 24 different artists work, doing an amazing book, a number one bestselling, all on Amazon, all this stuff. Cool. But I have other things I got going too. Right. I got Hope Volume 2. I've got Homestead. I've got Mystery. I've got other stuff, you know. Right. But then Arn comes knocking, and uh, it was a situation for me. I was like, oh. And I had asked myself, am I the right person to write this book, or could I farm this book out to another writer and just project manage it, you know, which which is part of the purview of now what I do with SourcePoint, special projects manager. Right. And I ended up having dinner with Arn. Um, me, it was me, Travis, uh, from source point, uh, Drina Joe, Mike Dawkins. We were all, we were at an AEW event, if I'm not mistaken. That would have had to have been, yeah. In fact, it was, it was an AEW event down in Florida. And we kind of had the secret dinner with Art. you know, it's like, yeah. and it was, it was Arn and his son, Brock Anderson. And we're just talking and I was trying to get a read on, okay, like what would this look like? Right. What, what could this be? And we're just all just talking. Arn told the story, which ironically is not in the book, but it gave me the perspective on how to approach the whole book. And it was like it all kind of like like Tetris, like okay. it all just kind of. Right. I was like, "Damn it, I got to write this book." Awesome, <laughs> I got to write this book because otherwise I would just be micromanaging how to tell the story to an extent that I might as well be writing it anyway. Right, right. You know, yeah. So that that became that. And then, you know, it was a matter of knowing the way I want to do it, finding out that Sean was a wrestling fan and then getting to work with Colm again, who did an amazing job on his chair. He did. He actually did the chapter butts and seats in butts and seats. This also makes this one of the most multinational books I've done in regards to the fact that of our small crew, it's like, you got me in the States, you got Colm in Ireland and then you got Sean in Canada. It's awesome. You know, so our three yeah. primaries are in three different countries. <laughs> right, right, right. It's great though. Well, that's one yeah. one good power of, of the digitalness, right? Yeah, well, that that, that go, it goes back to my roots again. You know, it goes yeah. all the way back to Nightmare World, which this March will be the 20th anniversary of my Damn. First right? Two decades Damn. of care, brother. This March, the good two decades of care. I was a little years. tiny baby tree cutter. When you were when you were making that shit, <laughs> that's it. I couldn't believe it. You know. So what? So I wonder who might come next, man. Because now they're all gonna. Maybe they're all gonna want their shit. You know. But it's also yeah. surprising to see. It's well. It's not surprising. I mean, that's the wrong word. Um, 
wrestling and comics have their relationship has definitely grown in the past few years. I mean, yeah. especially in my area here in Ontario and Southern Ontario, wrestling's mm-hmm. always been big and there's lots of little indie promoters around and mm-hmm. you know, they're doing their shows and they show up at cons all the time and all yes. the cons around here. Like I know, especially Niagara Falls comic-con and Hamilton comic-con are huge wrestler shows. You know, they bring in the best and biggest they can every year. You know, Kevin Nash was there hanging out with a bunch this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's big in the community. So I see that and it, it jives uh, for years. Our friend Michael Kingston uh, with Headlocked and what he's grown over there. And the bigger yep. that's gotten, the more wrestlers that have wanted to get involved in what he's doing over there. Right. And, right. you know, they always have cool wrestler presences at, at the yeah. shows and stuff. And now th- this is just another piece of a growing puzzle that it seems, you know, especially with the success of Butts and Seats and now Arn Anderson. And it's not like it's cool that it's not just any old wrestlers. It's not just, you know, newer guys maybe wanting to, you know, who would be more brand savvy trying to jump on that stage and being like, let, let me make a comic book that goes along with my growing fame. You know, these are legends. These are established stories. These are guys that people want to hear their stories. You know, it's so cool. Well, and and it's twofold. One, it is, you know, we did with Butts and Seeks and what we did with Arn Anderson is the real life story of these people. They wanted to tell, they wanted their stories told. Right. One of the, one of the biggest reasons Arn wanted to do this was he wanted to tell his story, you know? Yeah. And he wanted to do it in a way with, with a comic book was always just to tell a certain way. I mean, the Arn book could have been 400 pages. Easily, <laughs> you know, easily. And, uh, but the other thing too is, is the fact that, well, God, there's a lot of factors here. It's like, I have so many directions to go in this, but ultimately it just comes down to finding the right partners to do these projects and, and, and do them well. Yeah. Uh, there, there's been wrestling comics for years and years and years and years and years. And like you said, there's other people that have done it as well. I feel very fortunate that we really hit lightning in a, in a bottle with butts and seats. Uh, it was an amazing experience to do that. We had a ama- yeah. butts and seats was a case of everything going right. right. Everything right. going right, which is weird because it was during a very dark time in our, in our, well, our you world. had the time to focus on making it right, I guess. Right. Right. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Well, I, let me tell you something that I yeah. may have to cut out of this conversation. Because, you know, to me, it's such a good fucking idea that it's a no-brainer that I wouldn't want it to fucking run away from us. But I'll tell you one thing. Sean Daly is the master of pink. Yes. The master of pink. His watercolor work is phenomenal. Very pastel-y and beautiful and smooth. And, you know, his, his, his tones with pinks and reds are unlike anything anybody's out there doing. And. And he's a Canadian superstar. Up and I coming, see where right? this is going already. <laughs> I know. I know of another particular Canadian legend who's quite fond of pink himself. Right. Oh, don't say no so more. Let me tell you. You. I'm yeah. telling you. A Sean Daly, Dirk Manning, Brett the Hitman Hart book. Every single Canadian wrestling fan, every wrestling fan in this country, buys that book. I oh, guarantee. Well, no. Fucking tee it. Without a doubt. And, and you can keep that in because I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Maybe I'm saying more about myself than I should. <laughs> I don't know if I would write it. That's cool too. But, it, but I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. It's not that it's not an amazing opportunity. 
It's that I have so many hours every day to write. I have the capacity to put out so many books and it's like doing a book about this, the, doing a book like that, focusing on that for a year means I'm not focusing on Tales of Mystery Volume 6. Of course, yeah. And I have to, and that's the thing, it's like, as these opportunities come up, you have to decide. It's like, again, I could make a million dollars on that book potentially. Of course, yeah. Not, not a million, but I can make a but yeah. A million yeah. dollars of comic money, which is like a thousand. <laughs> well, it'd be also it'd be in Canadian, so you got to cut that down right, a right, bit right. for you. Right. <laughs> but um, but here's the thing that as a creator you have to think about. It's like, do I want? And, and I thought about this even going into art. It's a balance. And, and, mean, sure. and don't get me wrong. I know there's younger people, younger creators out there right now who want to choke me saying this. And my hope for those of you that want to choke me in saying this is that you get to this point right now where it's like. Do I do a Brett the Hitman Heart book if it's up? You've uh, earned this choice, dude. You've earned your priorities, and you know that's how it works. That's obvious. Yeah. Besides, hey, anyways, I'll write it. That's deal done. I'll, I'll, I'll project manage thing. it. I'll help put all the stuff you together. Project with manage it. We'll fucking we'll get we'll get Drina Joe to edit it. She's dollars. great. You know, I can't her even believe how show. seriously I'm considering doing this. <laughs> Brother, of course, we'd have to see if Brett's okay with it, but who knows? <laughs> well, that's it. That's the key. You reach out and you find out, hey, do you want to tell your story? Here's what we can offer you. Right, right. So, Brother, okay. I'll tell you, I will personally do everything in my power to help. Help. I think you should. I think I think you should look into that. Let me work on the first one first, and we'll see right. what happens. <laughs> let me, but again, let me right. write my first comic book and get that one all, all done, and then we'll take but, it from there. But you hit the nail on the head. There it is. It's his priorities, right? You know, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what you work for. Uh, Jay Fosgate, having this discussion with him several times this year. Jay Fosgate is doing some heavy shit. Jay right. Fosgate's career is where he planned for it to go. He works for Disney. Yes. He's a Disney artist, and yes. that's his job. And he makes good money being a Disney artist on top of all the other work that he does. Right. He does not need to do a single fucking convention ever again right now, at least. Like right. right now, this is not something. So when it finally got to a point where he could pick and choose if he wanted to do a convention or what conventions he wanted to do. That's the goal, kids. That's why he's worked his ass off since he was 11 years old to do exactly right. what he wanted to do then. So now he can make those choices and he doesn't have to grind out at the cons if he doesn't want to. He can make it a pleasant experience for himself and go to the ones that, you know, he knows will he will also enjoy. That's that's the benefit of the hard work, right? And doing cons is work. It's so much work. Right. You know? I mean, it's hard work, man. It is, man. And, you know, people, you know, and I look back doing 24 shows in 18 weeks and all this stuff I've done before, 24 appearances. And 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 for a long time, it was a point of pride for me. And the joke was before 2020 started was that in 2020, I'm going to dial back to 20 shows a year. Right. 20 yeah. appearances. Yeah. Three comic book days, a one day show, one day appearance. Now I've got 19 left. Right. I do Cherry Capital Comic Con, Driver City. Now I've got 18 left. I'm doing C2E2 in New York. Now i got, what, 17 left. You know, boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You go. It goes fast. But now as I'm looking at my 2023, it's like I, I alluded to it a minute ago. This March, I'm celebrating my 20th anniversary as a writer. Um, and I'm doing probably five, maybe six appearances in March. But then I'm like, I'm doing one in April. 
I'll probably do one or two in May. It's good, man. I might do one in June. And you know what it's also better for? Dialing it down. It's not just better for the career and the brain and the mind. It's better for your physical fucking health. You know, and you in particular, I've seen you fucking grind yourself through 12 days straight, taking absolute shit care of yourself, eating ice cream three times a fucking day, because it's easier to do that. Right. When you're out there, like you look great right now and you haven't been out like crazy. You look fit. You look well. You look rested, you know, and that's that's where you want to live. It's it's here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For sure. Because at the end of the day, there are people that they want to go do shows every weekend and they want that to be their career. Right. My career, I want to be making books. Yeah, you want so to tell I'm stories. Looking, yeah, and I'm looking at you right now and right on the other side of my screen, I've got my schedule of books that are coming out through 2023. Even at the beginning of 2024 right now. Yeah. That's my focus. And don't know, conventions have been part of helping me get there. And they will always be a part of me getting there. And I and I enjoy the opportunity to get out there and talk to people and sell the books and maybe do some karaoke. We do some panels and talk to people and help them up. But yeah, yeah. but it's, it's been this fascinating thing for me this year where I almost have been feeling guilty in a way because it's like, like I was just saying, I'm like, well, I have one show in April, maybe two in May, and I have nothing for June right now. But then I look at the schedule and I'm like, oh yeah, well, I've got, London After Midnight with Ryan Genie coming out. I've got Hope Volume 2. I've got, you know, this, yeah. this, this. You've this, also this, got this, one that. other little thing you're not thinking about. Summer. Like, you know, I'm sure you'd like to go for a walk or jump well, let's in a not get, Hey, man, look. Point, wouldn't you? Let, let, let's not get carried away. As you, <laughs> as we talked about before, and, and people that are watching this, I should get this up. We should get this up out of the room. Hmm. My office looks a little bit different right now. This is not the final form. Right, but I've been redoing my office. You can't all see like, it, but it, yeah, Dirk's office is looking fine right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks a little bit different. You know, people that will 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 eventually see my office will see like and what you're seeing is like it's almost in its final form. It's not there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no, it's, it's getting good. there. It's looking well. It's looking but, dark. Uh, comfy. Yeah, I, you know, lots the of nice is... rich mahogany. Rich, yeah. <laughs> Many leather-bound books. Yeah, well, whiskey. Well, make, yeah, but make, make, make no mistake. It's like a lot of these bookshelves are hand-me-downs. But I was like, one of the things I'm going to talk about is like my next evolution will be to get like nice, solid wood bookshelves. But right. um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, but you do raise a good point. It's like, do I just want to be able to take a week off? I, and And I'm not. I'm not much of an outside guy. I'm really not. You know I'm, what I mean, though? Like, you know, take some time to like, you know, go see a couple of movies this week rather than fucking, you know, have to go on an 18 fucking hour trip to fucking Nebraska or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you're right. And that's the thing. It's like. Oh, really? aging too, right? Like you're not, you're not the Dirk you were 20 years ago when you started doing cons and shit, right? Like oh, it weighs that, on us, man. Well, but I'll tell you the irony and it's terrible. Jay, this is a terrible curse. <laughs> I'm just getting stronger and more powerful. <laughs> I haven't even reached my final form yet. The, the Dirk Manning of right now, well, it's tough because in my office, you can't see them, but I have like my 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 trophies from like my martial arts tournaments and stuff. And some of them are close to 20 years old, you know. That's awesome. But it's, so it's like part of me is like, I was going to say the Dirk of now could kick the ass of the Dirk 20 years ago, but I'm like, well, maybe not because I was in black belt shape at that point <laughs> right 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 but i'll tell you what 
it's it's a weird thing to be to this age where you now look at the 20 somethings and you're like you don't know as much as you think you know oh yeah i oh, i don't yeah. know as much now as i as i did 20 years ago but the 20 year old me if the 20 year old me would have met the or let's say the 25 year old me would have met the 45 year old me it would have been like shut up old man right right but now right. i am that old guy and i'm like <laughs> you don't even know what life it's all good you, man brother. wisdom is good wisdom is good wisdom. And, uh, you know wisdom. just aging like a fine wine okay uh we got like eight or nine kind of minutes left here so we've got to address something also very fucking important which has yeah. come along uh in a freakish way because not only is it the perfect thing for source point press uh-huh. not only is it the perfect thing for fucking Dirk Manning, but it's a thing that I can't believe is or hasn't happened till now. Lawn Cheney. Yeah, the, the Cheney estate. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Lawn Cheney estate and Source Point Press have come together to unify into something amazing. Tell us about what's happening, Dirk. You know, I've worked with Twisted for years, and this is just another example of you know, relationships and how they branch out in ways you don't expect. Uh, George Valakis, who is uh, Twisted's manager, is a, a close, personal, professional friend of mine. And he reaches out to me one day out of the blue and says, hey, you, you think that maybe there'd be something to do in some comics based on some of the old Lon Chaney work? And Because he's a huge Wolfman fan. Him and Josh Warner are the two biggest Wolfman fans I know. Right. And my jaw drops. I'm like, oh, yeah? And he goes, well, I've been talking to Ron Chaney, uh, who's a grandson. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> so long story short, we get together, we start talking. And uh, yeah, I am, um, I am writing the official graphic novel adaptation of the famed infamous lost horror film london after midnight which a lot of people don't know that movie till they see the image of like the guy with the top hat and the fangs and the big eyes yeah yeah you're like, oh that yeah you know, it's just this lost horror film yeah uh, the artist on the book is Marianne pescosta a longtime collaborator of mine who does fun and high on and ions yeah and original so what I told Ron, Ron, and by the way, Ron Chaney is absolutely a gem. He's a gem of a human being. He's an amazing partner to work with. But they, what, 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 as we're talking, we're trying to say, I said, I want to do, I told Ron, I said, I'd like to do, if you're comfortable, a two book deal. Because we want to have one off the gate and then we want to be able to launch a second one. Because, and what I found out was that the Chaney estate, for like a better word, Chaney Entertainment, owns most of Chaney's senior and junior's work including the wolf man fucking crazy man <laughs> and it came up as a, like a sidebar at some point that they have co-ownership with the wolf man which is fascinating <laughs> because it's like with universal it's so funny how like you'll see like they'll do carlos uh, frankenstein lugosi's dracula and then they do the gill man and then a generic wolf man yeah well, it's because there's co-ownership there. So sometimes, depending on how they want to do this, you know. They don't get That's crazy, man. But my jaw dropped, like, what? And there's a sequel to The Wolfman that was never done. And I'm like, what? 
and I'm like, you, we, 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 we could do the Wolfman sequel? So the question became then, again, talking about prioritizing, do we come out hot or do we do London After Midnight and then a different project that's maybe not as well known? Then round two, the Wolfman. Uh, that's a Curse tough the Wolfman, call. Then another thing. And also we had decided, like, you know what? We got to go big, man. Yeah. We got to go big. So we're coming out of the gate with, um, I'm doing London, the London Every Midnight graphic novel adaptation with Mary Piscosta. And then the the other biggest Wolfman fan I know, Josh Werner, who's the editor-in-chief of Sourcepoint Press, is doing the adaptation of Curse of the Wolfman, which is the sequel, the never-produced sequel. That's unbelievable. He must be <laughs> shitting himself. Like, oh, yeah. there's no way he, there's no way he's not waking up every day asking himself if this is fucking real. We're going to have to get his ass on the show and just be like, what the fuck? How are you even yeah. handling this, Josh? Well, and, and imagine, <laughs> and again, this comes full circle, that conversation we had a minute ago about wrestling comics, right? Where I could have written them both, but Josh is the biggest Wolfman fan I know. And it's like, I have other stuff I want to do. And you spread the love, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, is he and, drawing it too? He is not. No, he is not. Uh, right they now have an artist Stan, yet? Stan Yak is drawing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? Holy shit. I didn't even know that. It's so hot. Oh, my God. Is- really? Yeah. Stan, if you're listening to this, you crazy fucking Russian, like <laughs> be all over this shit. That is so here's the thing. epic and huge. I I wish that people like you and other people, I, w- I wish I would have brought a camera with me to, for the reaction of what I tell Josh. By the way, I also we're also going to do the un, unproduced sequel to The Wolfman, and, and I want you to write it. Wow. I mean, as a Josh, you've been a good friend. You're a hell how did of a you not film that? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm a camera averse person. I don't like I, you know. That's a just, big it, fucking deal. But but to me, to be able to do that for Josh, who I've known for so long and respected as a creator for so long, and been a friend for so long, and a guy that does so much for so many people, yeah. and is a good stand-up dude. Like by the way, bro, I could be writing Wolfman. I want you to have this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. again, it allows me to focus on some other stuff. You're too. a good friend, Dirk. I'm not doing it to put myself you over. You also I'm didn't saying... have much of a choice, though. Like knowing what a Wolfman fan Josh is, how do you not? I, well, that's him? it to me. Again, it's just like, you know, again, it goes back to pay it forward. You 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 support the people that, that support you and work with you. And Josh is going to crush it. He's Did he cry? Did he cry when you told him? Was there any tears? There must have been a welling up, at least the welling it, up. It Come was on. a very emotional. I will, I'm not going to put, you can ask Josh when you talk to me, you have on the show. I'll just say it was a very emotional response. And I was very honored to be able to present him with that opportunity. Oh, that's so exciting. It, all of this is so exciting, kids. Um, That is a huge deal. You're going to have to follow along. SourcePoint Press and Josh are all over TikTok. They're all over the socials. Find them and yell at them about this Wolfman thing, kids, because it's huge. Dirk yeah. coming out with, uh, like... A bunch of awesome shit all the fucking time. That's all I ever fucking need to say about fucking Dirk. But that that's exciting, man. And uh I wish you the best in 2023. You are uh as always one of the most appreciated 
family members of this show that have ever Thank been and you. one of my most supportive friends and uh yeah Mutual. i can't thank you enough for all that you do dirk uh everybody can find dirk all over online he's always yeah. there him and his pretty hair no you find you find the picture they got the top hat and the scarf and then it leads to the the hair but yeah at dirk manning and everything i don't TikTok yet that's something i probably we'll need get to you do. there don't worry we'll get you there I, you I, I, yeah i guess we'll get you there kids <laughs> we'll get dirk there but uh you can follow an elegant weapon on tiktok because we're there and we've been having some fun me and the padawan even too so everybody get on there and check that out but uh other than that kids this is the dirk delicious one mr dirk manning dirk come back very soon i will kids that's all we're gonna have this week on an elegant weapon Talk it ace.